0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Shavi. If you know me, I'm happy you're here. If you don't, I converted a moving truck into a tiny home amidst the pandemic, gave up my place and hit the road. Starting in Vancouver, I drove to Miami and realized that there was too much adventure not to share. So to fill you in on my journey, the Play On Foundation presents the Two Degrees podcast. Why two degrees? Because I'm now a snowbird and escaping two degree weather. I built the truck wrong and the majority of the weight is on the passenger side so we're tilted at two degrees but also i'm going to catch up with industry professionals who i'm glad to call friends and bring you two degrees of separation away from them and what they do so welcome to the two degrees podcast brought to you by the play on foundation for neurological research and brain aneurysm detection and prevention To learn more about the Play On Foundation, check out www.letsplayon.org. But for now, enjoy the show. But first, a quick word. Do you like mangoes? (laughs) Of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes and Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram. For more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit, illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. Yo, uh, you can hear me, yes, sir. Now uh, you can see me, now I can. I'm hey, started
1: with a recording right away, huh?
0: <laughs> Who knows what happens once you know <laughs> the interview starts?
1: starting not to get canceled, man. That's my <laughs> <laughs>
0: How you doing? How's the day? It
1: has been good. It's been good. Got a couple self tapes out. It's nice. Um, yeah, just working away, man. You know how it is. I
0: feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, uh, let's get started. Let's have some fun. Yes, sir. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Two Degrees Podcast, brought to you by the Play On Foundation. Today's guest, he is—he's a legend in my books. Um, when I first started in this industry, he was just a headshot on the wall at the acting studio that I went to and, and he was spoken very highly of so I just whenever I came to class I just look on the wall and see all the faces and revere them and his was definitely one of them but everybody it's pedro miguel arce how you
1: doing very good good say man <laughs>
0: man it's 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 uh the weather in vancouver it's getting a lot better spirits are getting brighter um go. I don't even know it's, it's 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 such a a loaded i guess time where I feel like I'm in this state of transition that I'm just trying to still grasp, and so I'm navigating that that's that's what I'm up to <laughs> I'm still. You still there? There you are.
1: I, you're, yeah, you just completely froze. I feel like I feel like I'm in this, I and mean, then you le- left me with all that tension going. Like, what happens now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't keep doing that. But uh, yeah, what's what's uh what's the new year been like for you,
1: dude? It's it's been a good year, man. Mm. It's been a good year. I've had like. Uh, you know, I've had some good times. I've got a, you know, started out with a couple of bookings early. Nice, which was uh, which was nice. Got to do some like really nice things and a couple of commercials that I shot just before the new year. Kind mm-hmm. of started playing. Nice. And, was um, one of them the Raptors one? It's not a Raptors one, but it's playing. Oh, no, it's, it's a it's a betting score. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's for the scores. It's like a betting thing, and they mm. played it a lot during the Raptors. I don't yeah. know now that if the Raptors lost. I don't know if it's still playing because mm. I don't know. People are not messaging us. You. Uh, you know that, <laughs> uh, that message when someone sees you? Yeah, yeah. And they send you a picture <laughs> of you? Yeah. Got to love those, man.
0: Oh, man. So with that, I'm, I'm so fascinated to dive into your trajectory, I'd say, and, and your, your journey within acting. Because like as I mentioned before, you were just the face on the wall when I was over at EVN Studios. Right. And so let's start with there. Where, what got you into acting? What made you want to be an actor?
1: The very beginning of it was I was playing football in university hmm. and uh, they needed football players for a movie and they contacted one of the coaches. So they asked a lot of the players to come in and audition for this film. And I didn't want to go. And a buddy of mine who I played football with in high school said, it's like, let's go, dude. You know, I'll drive. I'm like, I don't want to drive all the way downtown. I was living in Scarborough at the time. Mm. And um, so it was like, I don't want to go all the way downtown and do this, man. It's just, so he's like, I'll drive and I'll park, you know, let's just go. So he went and he auditioned too. But he got it and I didn't. Yeah. Actually, everybody in my team got it because the nature of this movie was how, like, it was high school or university. Sorry, it was a university clicky, how all the different, you know, like all, all the different types of people just hung out with them themselves. And they couldn't quite place me into any of the groups.
2: Okay.
1: Even within, like, the football players you know they were kind of separated with the football players were separated within like whatever colors they were mm. right either there were not enough y- you know like cinnamon colored or you know get get but not enough of the spice that i was bringing mm-hmm. or i didn't fit into you know e- either like the 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 two groups that they had that like the white guy football players the black guy football players. yeah and that's so there was that so i didn't get it but him and my buddies were sending me pictures about how much fun they were having and this was basically um, kind of special skills uh, BG Okay. for that right and then my buddy ends up going in and it's like oh dude we had a blast they fed us hot dogs you know I guess back then that was like a good thing <laughs> you know now if we like go on to set and you get like a hot dog you're like yo <laughs> where's the rest of my meal right yeah. but he was excited about it and then he booked something else where he got to hold a shotgun and he was super excited about it.
2: Mm.
1: And then he just said to me, he's like, you know what, man, it's too bad that you weren't good enough to do this as an actor cause it's a lot of fun. And I'm like, um, excuse me, what was that? He's like, Yeah, you weren't good enough to do, you know, you, you weren't good enough to be an actor. I'm like, oh, challenge mm. accepted. Mm. He said, like, too bad you can't do it because you're not good enough, I think was his exact words. Wow. And I'm like, all right. Let's see what happens.
0: Are you guys still in touch today? No. That's so funny.
1: No, we had a falling out over um, something completely different. We stayed friends as that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He actually, he's the one that introduced me to uh, Earl. Oh, wow. He took one class with Earl. And then he's like, you got to go check this guy out. And I'm like...
0: So this guy was already in the industry as an actor?
1: In Well, he, he started that time when I told you about when we went for the audition. Gotcha. This was a few months in. He got into it. He took an acting class. He actually signed on with an agent who went on to become my first agent. Hmm. And... Um, so he in a way, not only did he challenge me to do it, mm-hmm. he also kind of opened up a couple doors. So I should be grateful to him
0: for that. What uh year was this?
1: Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I hmm. think it was like 1755 or something like that. You know, <laughs> all the movies were still silent. I don't even know if there were movies back in <laughs> I've funny. been around for a long time, brother. It was, I don't even know yeah. what year it would have been.
0: Was there ever an era of, I need to prove myself to this guy?
1: Um, yes, and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, the fact that we're young guys, you know, like university, you're, you're still, you know, yeah. pretty competitive against other guys. We're also both. Um, football players, when we played, uh, like we were in the same team, we're on the same team for going for the same goal. But in practice, you're competitive with the other guys, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's that thing that a little bit of healthy competition helps create better players, whether on field or on screen, right? As long as you don't make it like a toxic thing that it's, Mm -hmm. you know, that you become obsessed with that or you become making, you know, if, 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 I think the biggest thing is trying to make yourself as good or make yourself better because of the other person's strengths. Yes, as opposed to want just wanting to be better than the other person.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Because there's you, really not you, that thing. You used a very specific word that I find has very split, um, I guess, connotations within this industry. But I'm curious to know what your relationship is with the definition of the word competition within this industry
1: ah there isn't dude yeah i don't think there is um like we could be in the same genre and people will call it competition Mm -hmm. but like you and i could be up for the same role yeah and it's really not competition because like one of the things that I've always thought about this industry and about acting and I tell people um the thing when people are down about not getting a role is to keep in mind that it's a selection not a rejection yes right um and and it's like there's no real competition because there's no way of measuring who's a better actor than somebody else
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know Um, even in sports, a lot of it is, it's easier to put up, right. Whoever has, you know, it could be competition, whoever makes the most baskets or, you know, has the, but there's, you can use statistics for whatever, right. As a, as someone who's in a team, you can be one of the better athletes and you can measure that, you know, you can see how much they lift, how fast they move. There's a lot of things that you can measure and, but the things that you can't also measure is like what you your effects on the field. Mm-hmm. Like you could be a leader on the field. You can be an emotional leader. You know what I mean? Like There's all mm-hmm. that like on the field. And as far as acting goes, the way that I equate that is that there's no, there's no competition. Like you and I can go up for the same role and we would both, we could both kill it, but we're both mm-hmm. bringing something completely different to that. Yeah. And yeah. what, what, happens, what happens with that is, like, it's just what the vision of the other filmmakers is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, you can't say, like, oh, I would have done a better role than this person had I booked it, because you would have just done a different role yeah. or a different job than the person that booked it.
0: So help me redefine or reframe this where... My point of view, because especially coming from a background of, of playing sports teams competitively, where I think of the word competition and I think of it in a healthy aspect of we're all striving towards the same goal. And when I see you put in work, it motivates me to want to put in work. And along the lines of iron sharpens iron, where I feel like I need to see somebody do it, not necessarily see somebody do it, but I need to know that I can better myself because I see somebody out there who is better than me.
1: Better than you in what sense?
0: Where they're just at a more advanced stage in their career where it gives me something to catch up to.
1: Yeah. But that, that gives you something that is that, that you just said something that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been at it a lot longer than you have. So when you look at our resumes, mine has more lines on it, yeah. but that is a matter of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing, which is like, you know, you, you, I, I can see what you're saying, that you want to be where, where you see people that you know mm-hmm. are, but it's like the way that I see things is like this. Everybody that, I'm, that that's in my world, that's in my circle, whatever, are links to the, on the same chain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you pull yeah. one of those links, the whole chain moves.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right? So if one of your homies is doing great, then that you know, then that's the thing that is like, and it's good. And it's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you, I've never said this before on anything. And one of the things that I've done earlier in my career, may or may not still do it to to a lesser extent is what you were saying is you're seeing what, what, what people around you are doing. And my guy for that was in is lyric. Mm, lyric lyric bent bent has lyric got a couple years you know ahead of me and the way that i saw it though it wasn't like okay i want to get there it's like okay i see what the trajectory of my career is kind of going towards mm-hmm. um where it's like okay he did this thing okay cool so i got that to look forward to if i keep doing the things that i'm doing mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like working hard because I know, like, you know, he, he worked hard, you know, and continues to work hard. Yeah. And it's one of those things that there is that little bit of healthy competition. It's like, you know what, man? I've done this and that ahead of you. But, you know, you, you got, like, the Hollywood red carpet before I did. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. So that, you know, and it goes and, it, you, you know, it's like that, that healthy competition amongst friends. I guess that's what's bringing that back. Uh, it's you're just kind of, pushing each other, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, sometimes when your fire is not burning as hot, you might be able to, you know, borrow a little bit of a flame from, you know, somebody else's fire. Yeah. My yeah. thing is don't try to put somebody else's fire to keep yours going, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause like that's also another thing that I I see from that word where people see it as, oh, it's competition. You're trying to knock this person off their where they are it's like no i i want them to stay as successful as they possibly can i just use them as like a beacon if you will where they're just they've illuminated a path
1: yes they're pointing the way yeah pointing the way like that's
0: as much as i want to be seen as inspiration for people i also want people to like surpass me right and then that gives me something to see, and it's like, okay, cool. Now I got to surpass you again, and then it just goes hand in hand, where we're, we just keep going because, like this, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. In
1: in, in a perfect world, it's a game of leapfrog. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you can use that other person to push yourself higher to leapfrog them, hmm. and then they kind of push off of you to jump ahead, hmm. and then you can. But the the, the the amazing thing about that is that. You're both or whoever is involved moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference is like you know, like once you leapfrog somebody, you gotta go back down and hunch down so that the other person can go over you and you're not mm-hmm. trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a game of musical chairs. I mean, sometimes I guess it is, because if you're just thinking about one role, yeah, there's only the one chair left at the end. Mm-hmm. But you can't think about this career as just one role. Yeah. Right? It's it's a combination of all of them. Yeah. You know, and if you keep losing all the roles to somebody, then I don't know.
0: There's there's eventually going to be that one time where that person's working.
1: (laughs) That, yes.
0: And then you're left. You're the guy.
1: (laughs) Yes. I... I, I, I made friends with—I don't know if saying like this person's name is—I is, 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 I don't know if it will serve the story or not—but mm. I saw this person playing a role on on a film, and that the song plays Tom
0: Cruise
1: on another film. No, not Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, and I looked at, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Mm. I looked at this guy, and I'm like this guy looks like me. I could be on the, on stage too. on, on, on you know, I can, I can do this as well. Mm. He's uh, a, a little bit, you know, he's a little bit more experienced in life than I am. And just watching him kind of gave me a little bit of inspiration. I was like, Oh, I guess I can do it. Mm. And then fast forward a few years, I'm a, um, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm auditioning for this series regular on a show. And this is the fourth, fifth audition. And then I see him there. I didn't see him in the first few, but I saw him in like the, the second last auditions that we had. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this thing. Mm. And then we leave that one um, and then they tell us, they bring two of us back for, to test with uh, a network test that same day. So they have contracts in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is gonna be crazy. It's like a big NBC show. And then they tell us to go get some food and come back in a couple hours. Well, they draft all the paperwork and stuff. So we go and then we get to talking. He asked me, he's like, How many of these have you done this far? I'm like, This is my first. He's like, You? He's like, This is my eighth at this level. I'm like, That's crazy. I'm like, I'm like, Listen, man, I wasn't going to say anything to you, but you're probably the reason why I got into this thing, you know, because that gave me not got into it, but gave me the thought that I could do something like this. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Oh, man, that is super sweet. So we're talking in line and he buys me my lunch. And it's like, dude, this, this is as a welcome. This is, as, as, you know, as wow. uh, wel- welcome to this world. And then, since then, you know, we've, we've remained in touch and there were a couple things that we both went out for and either, you know, he got or somebody else got. And then the last time that we both auditioned together, it came down to three of us at the end in the room. And It was one of those things. They're like, okay, guys, thank you. Because they kept us. They started out with five. They got rid of two. And then they kept calling us in, Mm -hmm. right? Because it was another one. It was recurring on a show. And um, so, and then like, okay, guys, thank you. And then a few days later, um, they get the call. And I call him. And I'm like, listen, man, I would want to know who got it. Just letting you know that I did. So it was one of those. And he was like, one of those things that it's like happy for me. And I was always happy. I'm happy for him every time I see him on screen. And if there's anything, he just looks kind of like he 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 looks like he could be my older brother.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, it's it's one of those things that that welcome that welcoming thing. And this is back then in L.A. Most of my auditions were going out for guys from Samoa, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, and and that's what this group is. That's that's who kind of. When I started auditioning out there, that's who mm. kind of opened their arms to me yeah. right away.
0: I'm curious now. Who is it?
1: <laughs> um, he played Mano Mano the Slender on Necessary Roughness. You probably know this, know him from here. He was E. Honda in Van Damme's Street Fighter.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah.
1: He's, he's such a big, scary looking dude and such a sweetheart all at
0: once. That's so cool with having that kind of welcome into Hollywood from him. Oh man.
1: Dude, man, it was, it, it's, it's these things that I've been so very blessed with throughout my career. Mm-hmm. Um, could I be farther along? Yes. But the road that I've taken it's, it's been rough at times. Yeah, as you know, but other times is some of the people that have crossed my path. has just been so amazing, hmm. so amazing, like him and, you know, other people that, I, you know, that, that I've kind of done like the same sort of thing, the welcoming mm-hmm. and, and that goes to you know, what we we're talking about, how it's like. Um, it is competition, but it is.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: like we were competing for every particular role. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not just like, it's a combination of all the roles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we would both love to do something in which we're both on the screen at the same time.
0: No, that'd be so cool.
1: Right? Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. That's what you want. We were developing something, but that kind of fell through a while ago, which would have been crazy.
0: Mm. As of late, I've been coming across this quote more and more, um, no idea when I first came across it, It it was decades ago, but it's about being happy with where you are at the present moment, and I'm curious to know what it was like with your journey and with learning to be okay with where you are at the present moment.
2: how to answer that um ask me again
0: what was it like coming to terms and this is me being presumptuous just as an artist we're thinking that every artist starts off with these not necessarily higher ambitions but they they keep looking to the future as opposed to just being okay with the present and being happy with where they are in the present moment. Did you ever have to come to terms with that? Or have you always been a person who is always happy with the now?
1: I am a combination of those two things. Mm -hmm. I want more Mm -hmm. because I just want to keep pushing myself. Of course. Yeah. Right. And also I'm, I'm happy where I am because, one, it's the only place I could be right now. And two, it's wherever it leads, it's going to lead, right? And I've worked hard to get here. Dude, I'm, I'm so blessed that I get to pay my bills from doing this thing that we love
2: yeah
0: but like even with that sentence itself it's such a scary sentence when especially when i first came across it of just being okay with wherever the road leads what was that like for you and wrapping your head around that sentiment of just letting the road lead where
2: it's going to lead
1: there's um within the last couple years there's been uh these five words that have kind of helped me get through everything.
2: Hmm.
1: And it's like, and I see a whole bunch of posts about it since, but I keep saying it and it, it's, it is what it is.
2: Hmm.
1: It is hmm. what it is, man. I mean, y- you have some martial arts background, right? Hmm. You can, you can plan a fight all you want. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get punched in the face and you just gotta. <laughs> you know back up and put your guard up and keep punching you know sometimes you're you know someone you know throws you a fake and you know you think you're gonna block that that hook and you know something else comes out of nowhere You get like Mm -hmm. you know low line kick Mm -hmm. um but it it, it's it's one of those things that it's like you just keep you know just, just keep doing your thing keep fighting you can have all the, the 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 game plan, you know, that you want, yeah. but you also have to be able to move around it, mm. right? You gotta, you know, it's it's like you, you gotta have plans or goals that you want, but you also need to be able to, like, you know, your 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 goal is to land a jab and then it moves, but all of a sudden, you know, like uh, like a hook opens up, yeah right and then it's, it's like you gotta see the, the, the thing I don't, know, I, I don't know if I'm you know answering what, what you asked but it's like the, the biggest thing about it is if you stick too tightly in your hand what you want and it's like okay I need to do this by this yeah. it destroys you a little bit if you don't yeah I yeah. think that you need to have the you need a big picture yeah you yeah. need a big picture and without the big picture, you can't see the little things that need to be done to get to the big picture. Agreed. But if you focus entirely on the big picture, you're going to miss every step that's in, in between. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have like, you need to have the big picture and also know the pieces that are putting, that are coming together.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, life is yeah. a giant jigsaw puzzle, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely is.
1: Sometimes we don't have all the parts. Mm-hmm. you know your dog ate a couple pieces and you're gonna have to put the picture together without those parts
2: huh. that's deep
1: but you can still see the picture
2: yeah yeah but it's a different From really
1: far away you know what it, yeah, it different looks different. like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. i like that so with your experience within this industry and starting as early as you did What was, I guess, where was your mindset around the concept of diversity and the ever so popular hashtag today of representation matters? Was that always, or was that ever a thought when you first started that I'm doing this for other people like me?
1: Um, I want to say yes.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, because... I want, you know, I want to sound like woke.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> if someone said to me, it's like, it's straight up and said to me, it's like, you know what? You build a career in spite of being you, of being, uh, you know, a mixed, you know, Latino six to 350 pounds on average throughout my, you know, throughout my career. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've managed to put together a nice body of work in spite of that. Mm. And I'll be honest with you. I wasn't, I always wanted to represent, you know, like the the people that look like me, at least, you know, like, or or represent Latinos. And in a way that even when I played bad guys, I didn't want to make them disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But um, was I thinking about, like, other people coming? It was, like, not not just people. More people that I knew and that I was around, not necessarily thinking that there was going to be another 300-pound Latino kid. Thinking that they were going to get a chance to do it because they saw me do it. Even though that Peter did that for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I didn't think of that then. I, I always thought that I'm a big believer that the more you try to help other people out, mm-hmm. the better things are going to go for you. Mm. Right. Like it's easier to get, you, you know, it's, it's easier to have like, what, what, am I, like, what I'm trying to say here is like the more you pay forward, like I've had a lot of help in my life and I like yeah. to pay it forward a lot. And I know this is not what you're talking about, the diversity thing. What I'm saying is that it was never a thing for me to say like, I am only going to help or will only want, you know, want to help people that look like me mm. get yeah. better. It was never a thing. It's like, I want other, you know, fat kids or fat Latino kids to look up to me and say like, oh, I can do it. I, I wanted people to, oh, whatever they look like, to see is like, hey, if this fat Latino kid can do it, I can do it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? It was never a thing of, I just wanted one particular group of people to say like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. there, there it is. We can do it because of this. I want like, you know, if anybody's going to say I could do something, it, I, I didn't care where they were from.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, because at the end of the day, I think that, you know, we're all we're all just humans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I feel that. I feel that. And it's funny where I feel like the diversity card has kind of taken a forefront of conversations and they're kind of imposing it on people where, for myself, I find it so weird when people ask me about, you know, oh, so you're, you're trying to be, you know, one of, one of the f- first few Canadian Filipino actors. And I was like, sure, but I'm just trying to just be an actor. Yes. And by, by default, you know, yeah, I'm a Filipino Canadian actor, but I'm just trying to be an actor. I just want to, I just want to act and if i represent people i'm so happy about that but it's not it's not the mission where because then i've come across where it's like people would say it's like oh are you trying to you know be the best filipino actor and i was like no i'm just trying to be the best actor i can be and if by chance i win an award for it then I guess I'm representing the Filipino people as well. (laughs) And so when it comes to diversity, it's like, I I wanna represent as many people as I possibly can. And in doing so, hopefully the people of my background also are feeling represented.
1: I remember when IMDB used to have a comment section Mm. It was great to see there was this one threat that was going on of different people trying to claim or figure out what my nationality was, and they were trying to, or my background. Was. And there mm. were different people claiming me for whatever. And it was just like, no, man, I saw him do this thing. He's from Samoa. And it's like, no, I speak Spanish in this. He's Mexican. And it's like, no, you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. had to, which was great in the sense that it's one, one way of doing it is like people are, you know, welcoming you into whatever it is, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is that that, that they have or that they are, which is great in one way, Mm -hmm. you know, but also that it's, it, it, I I guess it matters to a lot of people with that because you go in and, and you show the, the, you show that they have like a little bit of national pride with that. Yeah. And I guess that's why sports is a big thing, especially things like, you know, in the Olympics when everybody gets to fly, whatever flag it is that they were from. Mm -hmm. But I mean, am I, am I doing it for that? I mean, it just, I'm an actor and I just, you know, so happen to have this DNA. Yeah. You know, and this, 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 is, this is what it is. And uh, I think, but there's also another thing, man. If you think about it, okay, am I representing everybody that's Latino? Because we all have different backgrounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Would it be more specific? Am I representing everybody that's Latino that grew up at 300 pounds, uh, raised by a single mother in Scarborough? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you get that specific or where, where do you go? How do you take that? Like, what do you think of that?
2: It's, it's, it's tricky. It's
0: because then it also falls on, on the, the mindset of the people that are being represented or thinking that they have to interpret
1: if this person represents me. Right. I mean, and there's yeah. also, okay, let me ask you this. Is the representation the actor or the character?
0: Hmm. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to answer this, but first we're going to be a little bit ghetto because I don't pay for pro-Zoom. And it's okay. saying that it's going to cut me off. All right. <laughs> so let's jump back onto this call. So
1: after these messages,
0: <laughs> after this short commercial break, a word from our sponsors.
1: Yes. All right. So you're going to send me another link.
0: Um, same link. See you. Okay. Next. Okay. And we'll be right back after this short message. But in the meantime, don't forget to connect with us on our Instagram. At Play On 2013, and tell us what you think about the show. Do you like mangoes? (laughs) Of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit. Illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. Now, back to the show. I have no idea why Zoom is acting like the way it is today. I've never had to...
1: I thought for two people, it was unlimited.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so upsetting. Um, Because I have have a few other interviews lined up as well. And I—oh, this is just... This isn't the experience that I wanted to provide my guests (laughs) with. But yes, so to go back to your question... um, is it the actor or is it the character to which ah oh, it's such a again it's 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 up to that person cuz my mind automatically goes to whenever able-bodied actors portray actors with said disabilities and there would be it all. It's funny because it depends on a who the actor is that plays it, and b was it a compelling performance? Because I've seen reviews of films where you'd have somebody in a wheelchair, and then people would get at that person for saying, Oh, this person can walk, why is he doing it? And then there would be another role in another production where an able body actor is in a wheelchair and everybody just gives it critical acclaim and praise. And so I feel like there's so much politics behind it, but my opinion, me as an artist, I say whoever can play it with the most
2: truth where it doesn't really matter who
0: plays the character as long as they get to the root of the story in a very honest way. So I don't know how, how, how this will influence cancel culture on me, but it's like, if there is a Chinese person or a Japanese person and they play a Filipino character, does this actor do it justice. If the actor needs to speak the Tagalog, do they go and they learn it and they invest like six months prior to filming and learning this language so they can actually have the dialogue truthfully, then it's like, I'm okay with that. And then another example that just popped into my head where people were getting at Ryan Gosling because, oh, he didn't play piano before La La Land. And it's like, but does he now. It. you know what I mean? He invested time into it and he provided a compelling performance. And I was a fan of it. I didn't look at it and was like, oh, they should have picked. They should have cast me because I know how to play piano and sing. Or, and it's like, but that's, that's just my opinion on that. To where it's, it's such a fickle industry on who says what you can and cannot represent
2: right yeah
1: but that's the thing man that's what people are saying
2: yeah yeah
1: right and it's like ah man it's it's like ah it's (laughs) yeah it's a tough thing because for example uh the theory about everything yeah people were upset that they had an able actor on it but at the beginning of the movie they show him running. Yeah. They show how, you know, before he ended up in the chair.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so it's tough to get around that. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, obs- you know, it's not, everything's like, oh, it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. Um, I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, it, it, it's tough, but we also, <sighs> it's, you know what's, uh, what's amazing is the pauses that we're hearing on us, on us having this conversation
2: mm-hmm.
1: are there because we got to think twice about everything that we're saying. Mm. So not to piss off a couple of people. <laughs> and that's the world that we're living right now. Yeah. Let, me, okay, let, let me go something a little like a, a, a little tangent on this. I don't know if you've seen the sh- like bullshit on uh, Netflix. I don't mean tons like, tons of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 I don't mean that. I mean the actual show called bullshit. Oh no, I have not. It's a show. Imagine if you will. Okay. The, so you want to be a millionaire, mm-hmm. but if you don't know the answers, you can try to convince a panel of three people on how you came up with the answer or how you know the answer. And if they believe you, And they're right, they get points. I like that. And so you can bullshit your way to a million dollars without
0: having to to watch this show. I I love that. I there's like panel shows in the UK that I absolutely adore because that's all it is. It's just it's it's the creativity of the people that are there.
1: Okay, with you saying that now it makes what I'm about to say about the show more difficult. Cause I think it's, what's wrong with the world today that mm. you don't have to know anything and then you win because you're able to bullshit it. There's a realism to the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but it's a sad state of affairs that that's what it is. If you're able to bullshit, like, you know, you can have followers that are going to believe the shit that you say. Mm. But with that said. It Mm -hmm. took me six episodes to realize that this was a bad thing (laughs) and believe me i'm going to catch the rest of them you know what i mean it's like i'm saying that this is what's wrong with the world but i'm watching it is that hmm so they win yeah
0: so in a perfect world then would you then say everybody should just be honest
1: how amazing would that be
0: yeah That'd be a completely different world.
1: (laughs) It's it's impossible. Yeah. Well, okay. With that said, do you think that if everybody was honest, would creativity go away?
0: I think so. I don't think it would go away. I just think it wouldn't be as compelling as it is today because you got to not necessarily go into a dark place, but like, a lot of amazing content a lot of amazing art is when people go into this place where it's just them right. and i think that private space that allows people to just be themselves without the judgment of others provides this this I go back to the movie Soul, Pixar Soul, where you go into this zone of just the divine. And I think we need to be pushed there to get there.
2: Right.
1: Right, right, right. Um, you know how people say, I should be an actor because I'm a good liar?
2: Have
1: you <laughs> yeah. heard that said? Yeah. It irks me because you're not lying, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's when you're most truthful. The only person you're lying to when you do like, a, when you're acting and you're doing like, trying to perform like the best performance you can mm-hmm. is yourself because you need to believe that you're in that situation.
0: But then this goes like full circle now of, of, I guess, the concept of being where it's like, and the ego, where are you lying to yourself? Who is this self now?
1: Well, yes, dude, because I have never killed zombies in real life. (laughs) And I got to tell myself that this fake gun that I'm holding is killing that fake zombie.
2: Hmm.
1: But in my head, I got to be afraid for my life. So that I'm killing this fake zombie with, you know, fake weapons. Hmm. But you got to completely be and believe that.
0: Yeah. So then it's like, if you are being in that moment, are you lying? Because in that moment, you're being.
1: I believe that you got to lie to yourself well enough that you believe that you're being. But at the end of the day... You have
0: to lie to yourself before you're being.
1: Of course. You got to set up that world. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and we do that in real life. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of times in relationships when you think like somebody likes you and in your heart of hearts, you know that this person likes you back. Yeah. But they just want to be friends or they just... Want to use you for your pool in the summertime? Yeah, <laughs> going back to when I was a kid. And...
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: No, it's it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because just the other day I was thinking about this and it's it's a quote that resonates with me where, and I think about it when I go to the gym because I have to bring my own lock, and it's. <laughs> locks don't keep bad people out locks keep honest people honest
1: okay that's something that i think about a lot every time that i lock my doors yeah every time that i walk down the street every time that people have said something you you you, you know that I used to work security and I was a bouncer for a long, long time. And, you know, that, that, that has provided me with amazing amounts of stories and met amazing people. So I don't regret any of it, but with that, it's like I've had people say a lot of shit to me and then kind of like hide in their cars or people that go in and they hide in their homes. And if, Someone really wanted to, that front door or the window to, and the car, it's not enough to stop them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And luckily we live in a society where most of the people are good.
0: Now that's, that's another completely different conversation where it's like, it, what is the definition of good? <laughs> well, at least not wanting to do you harm. Hmm
1: you know, let, let's go with a bare minimum of mm-hmm. good. A good person is someone that's not going to want to intentionally do your harm.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Or you can go progressively, you know, worse into that, right? Getting into some, like, you know, so some, some sort of, like, philosophies, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is great. We so can talk about that stuff all day, too. Yeah. But it's like what you're saying is, like, you have your own lock, and if somebody wanted what was in there, they can get it.
0: Yeah. But then now it's, it's, it's the discussion of effort where if this person really wanted it, do they know what they're after? Now, what, what's the, what, what are the stakes now? What's the intent? Where, because it's mostly curiosity that people would go into something that's unlocked. Not necessarily they need something from it, but just sheer curiosity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if the movies have taught us anything, it, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think that it, 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 in most, of, okay, I'm going to give you an example of a story that I got last night. I was out for dinner with um, a couple of uh, high school buddies. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was telling me a story about someone that when he was working at a store, at a grocery store, this guy walked in, filled up uh, like one of those like, like carriage things that you hold in your hand, not, not the buggy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: full of meat. He said he must have had about four dollars or $500 worth of meat.
2: Okay.
1: He put it all on there and just walked out. And this company has a very hands-off policy, kind of like what the LCBO has now. I don't know if you know about that. No. Uh, people are walking to the LCBO, and just walking out because staff has a hands-off policy. Hmm. You can try to call the cops after the fact, Yeah, but while they're doing it, you can't try to stop them.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: If security happens to be there, they can do something about it, but the staff can't. Anyway, so this guy was upset about happening because, you know, he's like supervisor, managerial type guy. He follows this person that stole and he watched steal. and, It's hands-off, so he can't say anything. He walks up to him, and he's pissed off, and he's thinking, like, yeah, I can knock this guy out, take my stuff back into the store, but he's going to get in trouble for it, and it's not even worth it, Mm -hmm. right? You never know what the person can do. He Mm -hmm. looks at him, and he's like, why? Just answer me why you got to steal stuff from my store. Yeah. And he said, because I don't give a fuck about humanity, and I'm hungry. And it's like, imagine, that's a completely different answer than saying I'm hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Like
1: if he had just said, because I'm hungry.
2: It's one of those things where you're like, all right. You didn't need to take that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you're hungry. It's like, you know, all right. But yeah. to, to, to start with that, I don't, you know, I don't start with that first part. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think that changes the, whole, the yeah. whole thing.
0: The world hurt him.
1: Yeah. And him saying that would autom- automatically make it that, you know, don't try to stop him because yeah. it's not going to end well. Jeez.
0: Man, it's, it's such an interesting world <laughs> where getting especially with what we do, where we literally have to get into the minds of these characters that we're playing. And it's, it's for me, it's opened up this, this level of empathy that I can't seem to control sometimes to the degree where when people are condemning racists, I'm telling them to stop because there's so much more that's going on in this person's mind, majority of the time, where a lot of racists, they're taught to be racist. It's not their fault that they're racist, but that's just how they were raised. That's how, that's what they know. And in the world where ignorance still is bliss, these people only know racism. And people are just ready to throw stones at them. And it's like, I see where you're coming from. You know, you think of this person as part of the problem, as part of this virus, and you just need to get rid of it. But this person has so much other stuff that's going on in their head that racism isn't necessarily, majority of the time, not a thought. If that makes sense? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so fascinating where taking that opportunity to ask that guy who stole all that food, why, where if we just had more time and more patience and engaged in those conversations, back to what you were saying about, imagine if everybody was honest, imagine if everybody took the time to ask how you're doing and ask why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, but that would be an amazing world. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but we have the whole human element in that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And I think that's also even a funny turn of phrase where being human, where we're at that point now where being human is slowly gaining negative connotations where back in the day where being human meant we were on top of the world we were the top of the food chain
1: but that's what it is we are we are on top of the food chain unfortunately Mm -hmm. because we're the worst thing to happen to the planet
0: yeah we're at the top but like ethically we're the shittiest things on this planet
1: (laughs) that's that's why we're at the top because we're so shitty yeah right
0: it's funny too because like whenever i have conversations with people when the talk of colonization where it's like the only reason why colonization happened is because you had people who were greedy and you had people who were just completely filled with love and you had these people so willing to welcome these people onto their lands while, on the other hand, you had these people looking to get on this land and just conquer it. Like, there's no competition.
1: They like, it was a shiny metal. Yeah. You know, they like something shiny from somewhere and they wanted it.
0: Yeah. A little, a little shiny distraction. And once you're yeah. looking
1: that way, it's like, oh.
0: And it's just so crazy where it's like, I hear about these tribes that as soon as somebody steps foot on their land, the tribes kill them. And then people see that as, like, barbaric. It's like, how dare they just kill us when we, we step on their shores? It's like, they
1: Self-preservation. Just
0: like, yeah, they're just, they know better. That's why they're doing that.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Self-preservation, man. Oh, man. It's like, there's a couple islands like that that you can't set on, just have foot on.
0: Yeah, no, and I love it. It's beautiful. And they don't,
1: and, and, and they don't have Facebook or Instagram.
0: And they're probably the happiest beings out there because of that yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. i mean we think you know we're, we're happy with likes oh. you know
2: yeah. i don't know
1: dude but you know what like I've, i'm at a i'm at a point that i couldn't you can't go back yeah, yeah. right at, at this point is like i was i was joking yesterday was like what happens during the zombie thing i'm like you know what man i'll be okay for the first little while ago you know take down a few zombies, but when we have to start hunting and getting like our own food and stuff, that's going to be a little more difficult for me, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I don't even know where like, you know, what tacos natural habitat is, (laughs) you know, I'm like, okay, so where where do I get this stuff? I'll be sitting in a cornfield going like, what are the tortillas? (laughs) How
0: do, how do I make this into a tortilla? Do I will it? Do, Do,
1: I guess- yeah. Do I manifest a tortilla to come out? <laughs> is,
0: this, is this why there was so much prayer happening? They prayed yes. for tortillas?
1: <laughs> right? It was just praying for the shit. And then it was like, ah. Oh. Oh. Oh, and it's... Uh, it's. Go ahead. Um,
0: I'm trying to use the word preservation right now as, as a segue um, into this industry where I think it's a good term to kind of preserve yourself in this industry. You kind of have to branch off into, into other aspects of it. So what I mean is like, you can't just go in and just want to only be an actor. You kind of have to take the initiative to want to direct or want to write or want to produce or, or branch off into other aspects of entertainment. And I was curious to get you on here to ask you about, I think, I heard within your productions, you try to create like a Pedro universe by involving very particular props that are used throughout all of your productions.
1: Right. Did we have this conversation or you heard from?
0: I heard it from somebody. We never had this conversation. Oh. So I, want, I wanted to confirm this. Is this, is this Pedro universe true?
1: I love the way it sounds, dude. I never called it that. <laughs> Where I'm not going to lie. I love that. I'm like grinning huge right now. <laughs> but I wanted all my projects to be in the same world, be in the same universe. Like mm. there is like... You know, so you it's
0: like, like beer bottles with the same labels.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm. So I, I have... um. um I had a, a a nickname for a while when I started working working door, which was sumo. Hmm. So I have like big sumo burger and I okay. had like a, a sumo beer, which has got like a cartoon of a sumo wrestler with a background of Mount Fuji. And it's like really heavy beer,
2: hmm.
1: you know? So it's got like, so I have the logos for these things done up and it's just things that are going to be, um, that that are, that are going to be like in the background that you might, nobody might ever notice it unless you're looking for it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Tarantino does that sort of thing. Right. Which is, it's an homage to that.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Another thing that I have in a couple of my projects, there's always, I'm trying to think of all of them, but at least the last couple things that I've been working on and going forward, um, there will always be a little nod. There will always be, as far as, as long as I can make it happen, mm-hmm. there will always be a little nod to George Romero. Mm. Like, um, there's like little things, maybe it's a quote from a movie, might be a known quote, might be something that nobody knows, or th- there's always going to be a little something. I, w- I was offered a role that is supposed to be happening um, late fall winter and they're like when we're talking about this project like anything that you would want i'm like if you can make it that i'm wearing glasses i want you to model the glasses that george romero would always wear wow right so that's going to be on that one and it's not my project but it's something that you know that the producer and the writer are cool enough with they're willing to give me a little bit of you know of segue of of, you know like let me have that yeah um i I shot something recently that i'm working on where i'm watching one of his movies and then something else has one of the lines from the movie that's something completely different as well as some of the props that i'll be building so in a in a perfect world there would be a pedro universe Hmm. Hmm. and it's what i'm trying to build with that is just to put your little you know, it's a cool thing for people to look for. Yeah. As well as like, oh, what's it gonna be? What's the Romero thing in this? Cause I I I feel like I owe George like a great debt of gratitude. He helped me out so much after having worked on his movie and we became friends afterwards. Wow. So it's it's like that sort of thing that just know, you know, know the people that have helped you throughout. Yeah.
0: Were you, you know? always a fan of zombie movies?
1: No. Hmm. No, um, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I did yeah. not know who George Romero was before mm. doing the movie. Okay. To a point where I almost said that I didn't want to do it. I'm like, well, I don't know about this, right? Um, and then a body of mine's like, this is George Romero. You want to do it? I'm like, I don't know who that is. And it's like, <laughs> it's this guy. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then... Um, I, I auditioned for one role, and because I was working on something else, and I had auditioned for one role, and then they offered me a different role within the same movie. And it was, it was a, you know, so it, it went, it, it just grew. And then when I went in, I got to know the dude, and then we started doing those conventions, the horror conventions, got to know him even more, and then we just became friends, and he taught me so much that is like embarrassed that I didn't know who he was before. Wow. But I've gone back to watch, you know, I think I've watched maybe everything that he's done.
2: Wow. Even
1: like, uh, you know, some of the the, the non-zombie things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any, any sage words of advice that stick with you that were from him?
1: He read one particular script. And he said, this is your Rocky. Wow. Don't tell this. You need to be this character. He said, when you're writing, he, he, he borrowed this from a friend of his, which is, which is a, a great story. You're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, he's like, a friend of mine tells me this when he writes. He's like, have you, have you met Steve? I'm like, um, I don't know. Who. Steve, Steven. I'm like, Steven. It's like, Stephen King. Have you met him? I'm like, no, George, I have not met (laughs) Stephen King. (laughs) It's not something that, you you know what I mean? He's like, you know what? You know, I'll I'll introduce you guys at some point, which was crazy. And then he said to me, he's like, one of the things that he learned from him is like that that he's kept with him is when you write, you write like you're telling a friend a story. Mm -hmm. Don't try to overcomplicate things. Just tell the reader who's your friend the story that you want to tell them. And he also said, the, the, and this is probably the sticks with me the most. Um, the, the, the sticks with me the most is to make movies and love it, just get a group of your friends together and make movies. Yeah. That's how he started. And that's, that's the type of thing that I'm doing now. I'm working on a couple projects, and it's basically, Call up the homies and be like, hey, let's do this. And (laughs) someone's like, well, you got so and so and so and so. I'm like, because you know, I got somebody that's been with me and been, you know, running lines with me for years. And Mm -hmm. if you got the opportunity to do something, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That's it. And I love that about this industry too. Yeah, man, if you're gonna be on set for like 12 hours a day might as well surround yourself with people you like. Yeah. yeah. Which is one thing that I always said about auditions. Is like It can come to you and other people. It's coming full circle what we we're talking about earlier about selection. It's mm-hmm. like you and I can go for the same role and we're both do a great job. It'll be you know slightly different, but it's still the same. You know, we'll, we can we can both carry the character and bring some life to the character, mm-hmm. but. I could remind them, you know, remind the director of like, their whether it could be like, her high school boyfriend that broke her heart. (laughs) I mean, that would probably be more you, but, (laughs) 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 but, it's like that thing that's not, you know, she's not going to want to see it. Or if it's like a new director that, you know, reminds like, a a guy that looked like me, Mm -hmm. picked on him in high school, also not going to want to,
0: yeah there's so many factors that people don't that actors don't realize when it comes to the selection process yeah 99.99 percent of the time it's not you <laughs> you are an amazing actor but you didn't get the role for a reason that was outside of your control
1: yes yes uh, it's not you know and and if and, and if someone's saying is like fuck no not this guy then it has nothing to do with your acting and it's probably yeah. something that you did to that person a long time ago.
0: <laughs> what, was, what was your relationship with that um, sentiment of being okay with not being picked?
1: I'm not. <laughs> 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 Dude, yeah. I'm not. I can say this shit because, yeah. you know, it, it, it's the sound bites that an actor is supposed to say it. I don't get roles. I'm like... Fuck, man. Like, I'm, I'm that dude, man. If I had the other actor's address, I would probably go by and, like, you know, break his legs or nothing <laughs> too much, just enough so that they can't shoot that and they call me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: No, man, because you know what, man? I, I, I'm lucky to have the mentality that if it's not this role, it's the next one.
2: Mm.
1: And in, in my head, it, it, it's like I prefer that somebody I know. Yeah, gets it because it's you know one of the homies you know having food. Yeah. Um, you know, or like if it's not me, I want it to be somebody that I know. Yeah, agreed. Right. Yeah. yeah, like a friend of mine. Given the choice, I'll pick me. Yeah, one hundred percent of the time, and I'll buy them a meal if they're hungry. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but funny. you know, I, I do want you know see other people that that, that are around me succeed like you said earlier too right that that's part Mm -hmm. of it and and do i get upset i get sad Mm -hmm. that you know i I, i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna get to get that opportunity but at the end of the day i know that there's more coming and i am confident enough in my work that to know that something is coming gotcha you know something else um I know, I know a lot of actors that they go through like a long time without auditioning or without booking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in their head is, I'm never going to work again. Nobody's ever going to hire me again. I've never thought that. Yeah. I've never thought that at all. I've always thought that it's like, it's, you know, something's coming and we don't know what it is. It could be like something, something small, it could be something great. You never you know.
0: know. You don't like, know what it is and you don't know when it is. That's yeah, also, yeah. But I
1: know that something is, so, something is like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm confident enough, but cause and I also look at it as my job. Yeah. It's my work. I am going to work again. Right. I and find, not, I find
0: it so, so fascinating where within this industry, everybody that decides that they want to join this industry has that opportunity to succeed. Whatever their definition of success is, they will attain it. But the catch is you're not allowed to know when. And the people that do are the ones that are willing to be patient enough to stick it out.
1: There's a saying in Hollywood, everybody makes it most quit. Yeah. Yeah. They get frustrated and they just stop. Yeah. I figured like a few years ago, I was past the point of no return. Hmm. I'm like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, right. I mean, I do other stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I I can see we're being timed time, time down here. You see it too? Fuck. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I see that, and I'm like, one one of the things that 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 I that I want to say. I remember having dinner with a, uh, a girlfriend's family, and the mom said to me, "What are you gonna do if this acting thing doesn't work out for you?"
2: Oh my and I god! Said,
1: I had um, this
0: conversation recently. Go on. Oh yeah.
1: And I said to her, I'm like, I'm gonna become a director. She's like, oh, is that easier? I'm like, I don't know, but I'll become a director and I'll, di- and I'll hire me as, a, as an actor. She's like, well, what about if the director thing doesn't work? I'm like, well, I'll become a writer so I can write something that I can direct and hire me as an actor. And she's like, well, how about realistically if none of those things work? I'm like, okay, well, I'll take what I learned in business school when I went to university and become a producer. I'm like, oh, okay. And then hire me as a writer to write a film that I can direct and hire myself to act. So she just kind of got that, you know, gave me like a dirty look from it because it all comes down to the thing. Yeah. It's like, this is what I've chosen. There's no other, you know what I mean? There's,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, there's other things that we do. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I have written and I do want to direct, like I directed like little shorts here and there,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I want to direct, you know, direct a feature. I um, reverse engineered one of my scripts into a novel or more of a novella. Nice. We're working on that and um, recently decided to throw my hat in onto the stand-up comedy stage, which has been terrifying and awesome.
2: Oh, man.
0: We, we got to bring you back on the show so we can dive into that because I'm, I'm so fascinated. And that was the, the thing I wanted to talk about, too, the most.
1: Yes, I remember we were talking about that before, and it's like just got talking about life.
0: Life, Oh, life—that that old topic. God yes, the
1: God. So oh, one man. thing we all have in common till yeah. we don't. <laughs> till
0: we oh. But uh, Pedro, thank you so much yes, for sir. coming thank on and, and giving me your insight and everything, and and I hope to be able to bring you back on yes. and, and flush out. Um, Everything that deals with comedy, because I want to get into stand-up. That's, that's, that's one thing that I want to really explore. It's because, one, I love the stage. And, two, I love writing. So yeah. why not just put it all together and, and give it a nice little one-man show vibe?
1: And you have more control of the career elements of that hmm. than you hmm. would in film.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true.
1: Although nowadays we have control over that too, because we can go out and create a movie on our phones.
0: <laughs> have you ever attempted that? I have. Nice. What was that like?
1: It was, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. I will probably not do it again because it does look so much better on, uh, on better cameras. Yeah. And there's challenges to both things, but having the freedom that you can do it and you can start with that is an amazing thing. Would I do it mm-hmm. again? Uh, I'd rather not because I'd rather yeah. have a more polished looking result, but mm-hmm. I would do it again just to, you know, prove that it can be done.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That's dope. But, uh, yeah. Pedro, again, thank you so much for letting me a Thank try. you. And, thank you. I had a blast. And I wish you all the best with the Pedro universe. And I love that. Thank you for that, can, that, by the way. <laughs> I, mean, <hopefully laughs> I can have a little sumo burger on set one day. Yes, with sir. you.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Oh, man. But other than that, everybody, thank you all for coming hey. out. The Two Degrees Podcast brought to you by the Play On Foundation. Go check it out, www.let'splayon.org, and see how you can become part of the fight for brain aneurysm development, prevention, and awareness. But on that, everybody, thanks for coming. I'm you. Thank you all for tuning in artwork by Monique Lazardo. music by Cade Cole. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, tag us, whatever all the fun things people do when they like something. But most importantly, check out www.letsplayon.org for the Play On Foundation and lend your voice in bringing awareness to the neurological research for brain aneurysm detection and prevention. My name's Javi. See you next time on the Two Degrees Podcast.